Good morning, everyone. My name is Gyan Pampani, and I'm the host of the Entrepreneurship Insights podcast. Today, our guest is Renu Dillon. She is the founder of Genius Kids Incorporated, an educational franchise with over 30 centers in the Northern California region. She's been featured on many documentaries to include CNN Money, TV5 Mond, Kron 4 Television, Sony TV Asia, and she is also a visionary in early education. Uh, Dylan holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Pharmacy from Aston University, Brigham United Kingdom, a Doctorate in Natural Sciences from the Clayton School of Healing, Alabama. She has been recognized local, local, nationally, and globally with several prestigious awards and featured in publications, radio, and television as an expert in early education. Her awards include 50 Outstanding Asian, America, Asian Americans in the United States in 2009, 2011 Most Enterprising Woman Entrepreneur, and Best best, piece, best Preschool Alameda County, as well as Most Likely Place to Find a Silicon Valley in, Inventor. It's a pleasure having you on the podcast today, Renu. Uh, Gyan, it's my pleasure, actually. And uh, I do want to add that if after, what, 12 years, my own student can actually invite me, then you know what? I must have done something right. Yeah. What can I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so proud to be here. I'm so proud. Yes, definitely. So, uh, uh, how did you get started? When did you realize that you wanted to become an entrepreneur and discover this career path uh, to, to, to a further extent? You know, again, going back to when I was a kid, a teenager, um, I think I was, I always knew that I wanted to do something different. I was always a very different kid. And I was doing hosting shows and productions and always trying to do something for money, uh, even from the time I was in college, you know, um, when I went to university, um, my dad, uh, you know, of course, I lived in Kenya and I went to England to university. So it was very expensive to pay international school fees. So I used to feel very guilty to ask my dad for any additional pocket money. So I did everything from making pizzas teaching uh, people how to do modeling, grooming, public speaking, even at that time when I was 18. So I think the entrepreneurship has always been in my blood. And uh, when I came, uh, arrived in this country in 1986, I had the opportunity with uh, my children's father, my first husband, to get into the franchising business. And that's where I got my feet wet. And that's when I realized, you know what? Um, I'm not cut out to receive a paycheck. I need to do things on my own. So I think it's just always been in my blood. Yeah, so I think it started off with a need, you know, like the need to uh, to pay for your further education. So what do you enjoy most about being an entrepreneur since you've done it for quite a long time now? Uh, what I enjoy the most is probably the freedom to be able to do things the way you want to do it. And you can reap the benefits. Now, you don't always necessarily reap the benefits, but at least... You are, when you do, when you're making money, you're making it for yourself and you, you, you enjoy putting all the extra hours of work because at the end of it, you're going to reap it. And also the creativity part. I think it's so important. I don't like anyone to step into my, the ability to create and imagine things. And I don't have to go through all the protocol and the politics of running it through a board of, you know, uh, directors or a boss so I think the the freedom to be able to do what I want is so so valuable. You can't put a price to that. Yeah, so you mentioned freedom, um, and freedom does come at a price. So what price did you have to pay for that? I, you still pay the price even today. I mean, uh, COVID paid a huge price during COVID, right? 
I think the price that comes with that is, um, you know, you don't have that secure paycheck coming in every month, right? And so you're always constantly engaged. You're always thinking about what could happen? What should I do? How can I be better? You're always thinking ahead. And sometimes that can be stressful. It can, uh, you know, I mean, going back to COVID, for example, I think in all my years, 30 plus years of doing entrepreneur, you know, being an entrepreneur, I had taken everything into consideration from earthquakes to tornadoes, you know, to, but never a pandemic. And that too, when the pandemic hit, okay, we all thought, Chalo, you know, two weeks of vacation, sit at home, you know, and, and then back at work. And it dragged on and on, and it's still going on and on. So I think, um, you know, the price you pay for it is you have to be prepared for the worst. And you have to all, always be prepared to change your vision. You can't just be stuck and have this tunnel vision. You have to be able to be open to change. Yeah, so partly uh, a part of being an entrepreneur is being able to be flexible, right? And self-development for you came along with it. And so uh, g given the most recent circumstances, COVID, but I'm sure there were many more difficult circumstances or difficult moments, how did you stay focused on uh, your vision and how did you change it uh, to best adapt to whatever you wanted to do? One very important thing when you're an entrepreneur is sometimes you have a vision and an idea, but that idea may not, you know, you have to be open to, as I said, changing it. So when I initially started Genius Kids, it wasn't a preschool. Genius Kids actually started in Ardenwood to focus on public speaking and communication. So the core idea right from the beginning was always communication and public speaking. And then I realized that there was a need for um, preschool, for daycare. And I slowly added that. I mean, I added the extended daycare only after nine years. I operated a part-time preschool and part-time pre-K for years. So, but I was open to change when I realized that, you know, moms and dads were now both going to work and the demand there was for daycare. I added that on, learned that business and added that on to my, um, you know, to my plate. So I think always watching, keeping an open mind, seeing what's out there and then being open to adapt or tweak your model to adjust to that. And sometimes you have to change it completely and that's okay. As long as you don't lose focus for what your initial goal was. And my initial goal has always been communication, communication, communication. Whatever I do, I it has to be related to communication and confidence. And as long as I keep those core values, I'm open to adding other things onto the plate. That That's definitely interesting, you know, how you keep those I think and, and and the best thing about values is that you can you can add on how much ever you want to right and so how have your priorities uh changed since you've uh, uh since you decided to discover entrepreneurship and with genius kids so when you mean by priorities in what way my personal life my work which way uh, I mean, just in, in, in a personal manner and, um, and business priorities as well. So initially, before I became a franchise, you know, the priority was, of course, you know, getting my centers uh, profitable, successful, while at the same time, I had to balance my life as a mom and make sure that my children, my two girls were also getting the attention they needed. So I, I, I developed, I mean, I, I added after school component to my uh, to my program so that my children could be there with me while I was working. So that was a priority and it balanced out really well. And the good thing is they both grew up in the business and they both have become entrepreneurs. So that's really great is it's, it's gone into their blood. And um, 
So that was one. But then now as a franchisor, my priority is not just myself. I have to also make sure that my franchisees are also successful and help them stay afloat. And now I have to be a mentor for them. Before, you know, you're a mentor for yourself and you're leading yourself. And now you're leading a whole bunch of other people as well. And you're responsible for, there is some responsibility there because they've invested their money into a vision that they believe in with you. So my priority now is also to make sure that they're as successful as I am. Yeah, sometimes um, I've noticed and maybe you've noticed that people don't invest in companies, they invest in people, right? So um, the picture that you put out to the world really matters. Um, so how did you, uh, so, so you started Genius Kids, um, an after-school enrichment center, and how did you develop funding for your first franchise? Because funding is a, a big problem, a, a big uh, factor in entrepreneurship. You know, I, I, Gian, I have to say I'm actually really proud of myself that uh, I'm completely self-funded. Um, everything has, you know, I'm old school and uh, being Indian, I'm sure you know, the Indian blood in you doesn't believe in really taking loans. And I, you know, I'm not, a, I'm a small company. I'm woman-owned, you know, a woman-owned minority company. My uh, daughters are part of this. Of course, my husband, Gil, is also part of the company, but it's primarily women. And I'm just one of these people that I don't like. I'm very conservative in how I do my business. So everything is pretty much self-funded. I mean, of course, now when I purchase properties to run my businesses and I take loans for that, you know, but um, other than that, everything is pretty much self-funded. So even when I decided to make it a franchise, it was all self-funded. I only did it when I knew I was able to do it. I take risk, but I don't take huge risks. I really believe that at the end of the day, I want to go to sleep. And I want to be able to wake up in the morning and still enjoy my life. Um, and I, so I try and reduce as much of the financial stress if I can. And, um, and in that way, that's my advice to anyone that's out there. You have to take some risk when you make a change, or when you leave a job. You do have to invest. But, you know, in business, your success is directly proportional to what you put in. It's just like your body. Your body is what you eat. What you put in is exactly the outcome outside. So same thing with the business. What you put in is what you're going to get. So um, it was. it's all self-funded even till today. Yeah, so it's all about uh, taking calculated risks. Yes. And um, so since you started in 2001, um, you have over 30 franchises in Northern California alone. How did and you Pennsylvania. scale? We just went to Pennsylvania now. Oh, yeah. Pennsylvania, like you see, <laughs> scaling just happened, right? So how did you, uh, uh, how did you keep up with the demand and, and how did you scale to be uh, on such a large level? You know, I would actually say I'm still a small company um, because for me, Gian, it's more about quality than quantity. I've never been a numbers person. I, I'm never into, I got to have a hundred or 200 because, you know, Unlike uh, the first franchise I was involved with, which was sandwiches, Subway sandwiches with my first husband, um, you could scale that very easily because, you're, you know, if somebody doesn't like a sandwich, fine, they're done with it and they leave. But when you're dealing with children, you're dealing with the lives of children and every single thing you do impacts that child. So for me, I'm very selective about who I sell my franchise to. I'm very selective about even going forward. If I find that somebody's not the right fit, then I definitely get involved because yes, it's a very profitable business to be in, but at the same time, it's hard work and you, it's not, it's not food. You know, you can't make a mistake when you're working with children, it's their lives. 
So I still consider myself a small company. And the reason why I'm small and I take small steps is because I'm very selective about who I choose to be on the on on board with me and even scaling now to Pennsylvania it I waited to get till I got the right team before I made a decision to scale and now we're getting ready to scale and I also waited until the girls were grown up so that they could help me um, I still want to very much keep it as a family business the nucleus because in that way our core values do not get diluted at all that, that's such an impactful motive and so, Ms. Srinu, it's been an honor for me to begin my learning and educational journey with you at Genius Kids so when I was two. And the foundation oh, blocks that. that yeah, yeah, and the foundation blocks that were laid down have played an important role uh, for me in me um, reaching where I am today. So thank you for that again. Um, well, you know, I'll tell you what, Gyan, you know, for me, when... Um, when my own student can sit and do my interview after 12 years and, um, and I'm still in touch with so many of so my students through social media, they track me down and they find me, then you know what? For me, this is uh, more profitable than anything else. Money has no value to what we are doing right now. And uh, just for sitting here, listening to you and you asking me these questions, I'm going back to this little boy that walked to my school. And I'm going, really? Today he's interviewing me? Gosh, okay. You know what? I must have done something right. <laughs> yeah. So well, of course, it, your parents, your parents genetics really helps. And, yeah. your mom and, dad, <laughs> and your mom and dad were fantastic uh, supporters. You know, it really helps to, to have a good backing behind you. I'm sure you know that. So Yeah, we're all about that impact. Um, so you've also written your own, uh, you've launched your own book. Uh, it's called The Raising Confident Children, Today's Kids, Tomorrow's Leaders, which, have received, which has received an international bestseller status in over 26 different categories. So what gave you the inspiration to write and how did you get that book to such a high status? So going back, I've always been writing since I was a kid. You know, I've always written. I love writing. And even till today, I write blogs, I write stories. And, um, but, you know, as I was going through this journey with Genius Kids, um, especially on confidence, I realized that a lot of uh, families don't realize that teaching a child communication and confidence is so important. We especially, uh, and different cultures as well, we, we start teaching our kids multiplication, you know, when they're two years old, or we start teaching them, you know, uh, the, the different capitals of the, the world. But that's not what gets us to where we want. That's not what's got you where you are today. It's your communication skills and your confidence. So I had all these uh, tips in my head and I said, you know, one day I got to do this. And that's probably the only good thing that came out of COVID is that um, I had the time to actually sit at home for two weeks. Uh, and this book I actually wrote in four weeks, but sit down in two weeks. And since I couldn't go to the office, I thought, all right, you know what? Can't go out. I'm not going to be wearing these silly masks right now. Let me, what can I do? And I started writing. And um, how did I get the book to a scalable level is I always believe in going to an expert. So I hired a publisher who, a mentor who would guide me through the process. Her name is Rebecca Hall. She's fantastic. She's local. And thanks to her uh, taking me through those steps. Now, actually, uh, the Raising Confident Kids is my second book. I was part of an anthology with a um, group of about 17 women in, in the first book, which was also a bestseller worldwide. And that was about, uh, you know, empowering women. And so I got my feet wet on that one. And then I decided time to do my own. And I did the second one. So I definitely had a mentor to help me through it. But um, it was done through COVID. 
So thank you, COVID, only for those two weeks, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, well, while some people were discovering TikTok and um, other social yes. medias, you decided to write your own book, right? And so um, you mentioned having a mentor. Uh, can, you, can you go into a little bit more detail about that and how that really helped you um, helped you make that book um, into a, or make that make your dream of a book into a reality? So, you know, Gyan, in anything we do, um, we, we're not born knowing everything, right? We learn from experience. And when you have the ability to be able to shadow someone or have someone to guide you, it's worth it. And I'm a strong believer of that. And even in franchising, why do people get into franchising? Because anyone can open a daycare and you can wake up tomorrow morning and open one in your house if you want. But the question is, how are you going to make it different and special? So I always believe that if I'm going to learn, I'm going to find the best. And um, so I felt I know how to write a book, um, but I need somebody to edit it. I need somebody to show me how I'm going to get it on Amazon and how I'm going to make it known to the world. I want to get the message out there, but I'm a writer. I'm an educator. I'm not a publisher. So that's the reason why I approached Rebecca to guide me through the process. So it was great. And I feel that in anything you do, um, whether it's business, writing a book, anything we do, if you can find somebody that can just even hold your hand for a little bit, it really helps you take those steps ahead. Because sometimes it, it, it takes more than just courage to take that first step to do something different. And writing a book was very different. So mentorship is very important to me. And even till today, I have mentors in different things that I do, whether it's, you know, um, empowering women or writing a book or even just going on a holiday. You know, there are people out there who are experts at travel. So it's always important to reach out to people that know more than you and learn from them. Yeah, sometimes it's not about how old you are or no, it's about how much experience, uh, how the, your quality of your time spent here. Right. And uh, so you also have your own radio show. And so how did that how did that idea uh, come about and how did you take that idea and scale it? So going back, I've been doing radio probably since I was 28 years old. Um, I've been hosting, you know, radio shows and uh, even TV shows as a host since I was 28. And so that's right in my blood. And I love to do because I love to talk. You know, if you love to talk, then you need to find avenues to talk because not everybody wants to listen to you at home. And so I've been hosting radio shows since then and on different subjects from music shows to matrimonial connections to, you know, life. But when it came to Genius Kids and I started focusing on the children and I've had different shows on that, I have taken a little bit of a backseat of this year simply because um, when I was hosting during COVID, I also, in addition to hosting my own radio shows for children, which was Conquer the Mic, I was also involved with a community show called uh, Voices and also my own show called Candid Conversations with Brainu on different um, issues like domestic violence, <clears throat> you know, just different topics that a community doesn't like to address. But unfortunately, with social media, you know, if uh, you don't become that popular when you address topics that... <laughs> You know, people don't want to hear. And I got trolled a little. And um, so I decided, you know what, Rainy, you better take a backseat for a little bit. Take a chill pill and avoid politics for a little bit. So um, I'm going to be bringing my shows back again the beginning of the year. And um, I'm bringing back the kids show and I'm starting back my own podcast again. And probably this time, rather than be on a radio station, I'm going to focus on uh, more of podcasts to get the voice heard everywhere. But um Radio has been a great avenue because you connect with people. And the amazing thing about this, Gyan, is 
uh, I, I can be sometimes at a store and people will walk up and recognize me from my voice. They may not have seen me. I mean, during COVID, we had Zoom, which was great. But before COVID, it was just voice. And now people will recognize you on that voice. So voice makes a lot of uh, difference when you connect with humans. But I love radio and I love doing podcasts. And I think even, I'm sure you do this because you enjoy it, right? So, um, you know, it gives you the opportunity to meet people worldwide, anywhere you want to be. And, it's, and, uh, and you build relationships. So I think that's so important. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, and uh, you said like, oh, I must enjoy it. Yes, I do. That's why I've done it for a long time. And it's just like, I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy uh, uh, just, I enjoy just talking to people with a variety of experiences. And I actually once talked to this guy who had his own space station in Europe. Right. Wow. So it's like, it, like entrepreneurship is just so broad that like you can do literally anything with it. Right. You can take science or you can take your your vision to inspire tomorrow's leaders. It's it's just amazing of what people can do with it. And, you know, again, a lot of people think, oh, to be on the radio show, I should have done something absolutely amazing, like take a company public or whatever. I don't believe in that. I like to call real people to my show, you know, people that have to share um, real life experiences, heartwarming experiences, because not everybody can relate to somebody taking a company public. You know, not everybody can relate to IPOs and you know, Silicon Valley is all about that. There's just so many people and kids who are doing so many different things. And one of the most amazing things about my show, the radio show, is we used to have children from Nigeria, from South Africa, log in on Saturday morning to present their thoughts, which was just so beautiful that we had a whole world connected. Yeah, and uh, like from from your description, it would be an honor to be on your show um, in the future, right? So. Uh, what uh, what advice do you have for teens uh, thinking about entering the franchise field? So, you know, it's not so much about franchising, Gyan. I think for teens, I really feel that if you have a good idea, if you have something in your mind, you know, sometimes you have an idea and then you might ask yourself and you think, oh, it's a silly idea and you shelf it. Don't shelf things. You know, it's what's unique that becomes successful. So when you have an idea, start penning your thoughts down on paper, start asking people, but not too many, because I'll tell you one thing. When I asked my friends when I wanted to do Genius Kids, at that time I was employed in, a, in, in a, I was doing really well. I was employed in a great job. And um, sorry about that. And I asked a few friends what I wanted to do. And every single one of them said, oh, my gosh, don't waste your time doing a kids program. It's never going to work. It's going to fail. And I'm so glad I didn't listen to them because... You know, can you imagine how my idea would have been shelved? So what, when you have an idea, take the courage, ask a few people around you, get started, but take small steps. You know, I always believe in small steps. And those small steps will help you grow. And as you're growing, then keep your mind open. And when you realize the demand for your vision, your idea, your product, whatever it is, then when you decide to franchise or license it, go out there, take the Take mentorship, hire the right team to do this for you, and, and you will grow. And everything is not about making millions of dollars. There has to be gratification in what you do. And I think what I do at Genius Kids is gratifying. I mean, even now, it's 61 years old. I wake up in the morning and I love going to school and I love teaching because those kids energize me, um, you know, and I think that's what keeps me going. So um, do what you love. 
And when you love what you do, you'll make money at it. Yeah, uh, that's that's so insightful. And um, you mentioned having uh, having an important team, not not only just mentors, but people to help guide you along the way, so you can so so you can make your combined visions a reality. So, could you go into more detail about that? So, for example, you're growing your podcast, right? You're reaching out. You reached out to me for a guest, right? Um, Ask people, never be ashamed to ask for help. I mean, I'm till now, I'm quite shameless. If I want something, I'll go on social media, I'll go on LinkedIn, I'll look up people, I'll reach out, even if I don't know them. Have the courage to make that first move. And I've never understood why people wait for someone to come up to introduce themselves. Why? Go up and make your own introduction. Because it's that communication. You know, I, I was writing a blog yesterday, and what I wrote is communication is the um Communication is the oxygen of relationships. If you don't have communication, everything else is going to fail. So whether it be, hey, do you do you know of any other guests that can be on my show? Or I need to do this? Or you know what, I was thinking about this. Where can I get this from? Pick up the phone and reach out. And what's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody will say no. Okay, move on to the next person. And very important, don't take rejection as negativity. Life is all about rejections. I mean, I get rejected so many times, you know, even now life has got ups and downs. It's okay. It's part of learning and life would be pretty boring if you didn't have obstacles, right? So take on each obstacle and sometimes you've got to be able to take that obstacle and understand it's time to call it quits. You also have to be, you have to be ready to call it quits sometimes and move on to something else. So be at the right place at the right time and take the right opportunities and never be scared to say, okay, this didn't work out. It's all right. I tried. Because if you never tried, you'd never know. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and just, just, just being, like, like you said, there is a, um, like, you, you have to take opportunities in moderation, right? You can't keep filling your plate with food when you're, when you're, when you're so skinny. Like, just, just an analogy. And so, uh, my, one of my last questions is, what advice do you have for students about using their time, relationships, and opportunities to take advantage of their passions? Time, relationships, and opportunities. So let's talk about time. Time management is very important. Unfortunately, with cell phones, people spend all the time swiping left, right, up, and down, and that's all they do. And we've lost the concept of human connection. I don't care what anyone says, human connection is important. I don't believe in sending text messages. Call, you know, call. Text is okay when you're saying on my way, running five minutes late. But when you want to, when you need something, you call or you reach out. So human connection is critical. So, And managing your time well. Don't waste your time sitting on your phone all day long or, you know, social media. Uh, number two was relationships. Build relationships. Network, network, network. Your networking is your net worth. And the more people you know, you know, anytime you go anywhere, don't just stay in your little groups, you know, little cliche groups. Isn't that what even adults do? You go to parties and everybody has a little mini group. And how many people go and welcome a new person? So get out of that, get out of your comfort zone. Go meet new people, talk to new people. And I, I have a little list and I keep anyone that I meet, I keep, I keep them on my list because you never know when you can reach out to them, right? And you never know. They may not be... Anyone you can do anything with now, but it could be in the future. So very important, especially reach out to your teachers. Your teachers are the best ones to reach out to. They'll always remember you. And uh, never give up on your dreams. 
you know, don't have tunnel vision. And sometimes if you have, especially our youth and in our culture, if you have parents that say, I, this is what I want you to do, this is what I want you to do. At the end of the day, it's your life. Do what you love. And the rest of your journey is, is, is going to be such a fun, enjoyable journey. Because when you're going to, when you go to a job that you don't enjoy, it's only going to be a job. And, but when you love what you do, it's going to be, become part of you and part of your system. And I think that's so important, whatever it may be, just love what you do. Oh, and help people. Don't forget compassion and kindness on the journey. Always help people. Make sure that while you're accumulating your vision, your ideas, your wealth, whatever it is, don't forget those who are not as privileged as you and be sure to at least do something good every day. Something, at least one simple good thing. That's what I teach my students still today. Just something little and something good. Yeah, I, it reminds me of what, what I do. I strive to be a better person than I was yesterday, right? And that can come in many different ways. And so you mentioned that the, just the three things for success, time management, networking, and just helping and just not giving up on your dreams. Right. And you just said something that I would like to add on to is the never compare yourself to anybody. You said you wake up every day and try and be a better person than you were the next day. The only person you should compete with is yourself. That's it. Nobody else. You don't need to compete with chachas, aunties, uncles, and their bachas and, and none of that. Put them all aside, right? We come in with our own little genes and the only person you should be competing against is yourself. And that's it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely I definitely couldn't agree more. And so uh, would you like to give any ending remarks, uh, just, just something you want our listeners to take away? I think the most important thing I would want listeners to take away is amidst especially your group, you're still in high school, right? I know, college, right? College, high school? No, high school, I'm a junior. High school, okay. Um, you know, this is the time when you're preparing, you're thinking about the future, you're thinking about things ahead. Don't forget to enjoy life. Don't forget to live. Um, you know, the world is not about 100%. And when you, when we graduate from college, you know, you graduate with first class, second class, third class, it doesn't matter. Afterwards, you're not walking around with that degree. I don't walk around with my degree. And everything that I've learned in my life didn't come from school. It didn't come from, I mean, I did pharmacy. It didn't come from pharmacy. It came from life experiences. So this is the time now, if you can have experiences to, to work with others, mentor with others, learn from others, uh, volunteer your time, do different experiences, go out and host radio shows, host TV shows, start your own podcast, whatever it may be, experience life so that when you get to my age and you can look back, you can say, you know what? I did make a difference in the lives of others and I did do something different. So don't get strapped in being stereotyped. Become different and be different. And I think that's so important. And that's what Genius, is, Genius Kids is all about. We awaken the inner genius in you because there's a genius in you that's different from the genius in someone else. That I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's just like, um, like, do you... Like the people with the biggest degrees or the, the doctorates or the masters, they say like, oh, I, I didn't learn anything from that. Like what I learned was from what I actually did out there. Right. And so it's it's been a pleasure having you um, having you on the podcast, uh, Renu, uh, Mr. Renu today. And it, it was an it was a privilege to get to know uh, to, just to gain insight into your entrepreneurial journey, uh, genius kids, your radio shows and your book. 
Um, and I, re- I really couldn't thank you more. So thank you, thank you, thank you for this opportunity. No, I should be thanking you, Gyan, because today, seriously, I, I've never been so excited. I've been up since five o'clock in the morning and I have been bragging to everybody that I have my own student who has his own podcast. So let me tell you, the honor is all mine and I wish you the best of luck and any support you need from me and anyone, you know, in our whole team at Genius Kids, we're here for you. We're just so proud. And I have to mention kudos to your mom and dad, you know, uh, Manohar and Hina, and of course your cute little sister. Um, thank you for being there because without parents like yourself, at Genius Kids, we wouldn't be who we are today. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you. I'll definitely pass on the wishes. And with that, have a wonderful day, you all. You too.